Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 31st of January. And as usual, with all the information contained in the podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights, if any, in this podcast. All right, well, let's go straight to the scores on the doors. And a bit of a sloppy night for the US market, especially in the tech sector, as we await the pronouncement, of course, this week from Jerome Powell and his pals on the FOMC, which will come out our time early Thursday morning. And I do mean early Thursday morning. So if you want to be awake in the middle of the night, then up to you. But uh, Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday is the meeting their time. And uh, the market is widely expecting a 25 basis point rise in interest rates from Jerome. And also, I would imagine he's going to say more about China, bearing in mind the world's second biggest economy is reopening, and that does present opportunities and threats. So something that he may touch on in his speech or in the comments from the Federal Reserve. All right, well, the Dow Jones closed down 261 points, or 0.77%. It had a high of up 77 and a low of down 283. So we did close pretty close to the lows of the day. The Nasdaq was down nearly 2%, 228 points, 11,394. And the S&P 500, as is its usual form in the middle for diddle, down 1.3%, 53 points to 4,018. The VIX volatility index, given all this negativity, people rushing to buy some hedging in the options market, was up 7.7%, 19.93, so just edging up. Spy futures, though, not doing an awful lot. We do seem to be escaping the Roth, but I think that may be underplaying things a little bit. ASX 200 futures down 10 points, or 0.13 of a percent. But we'll wait and see if we get more damage than that. Uh, European markets a little bit easier. Stock 600 down 0.2. FTSE gaining 0.3 of a percent. Germany down 0.2. France down 0.2. Spain pretty much unchanged. Looking at some of the US stocks in the spotlight last night. Apple down 2%. They've got the results Thursday as well. Meta down 3.1. Google down 2.5. Microsoft down 2.2. Amazon down 1.7. Tesla Sorry, guys, all over Red Rover, down 6.3%. It was also announced last night that Ford has cut the price of its um, Mustang electric vehicle. Uh, So that uh, is in line with some of the price reductions we're seeing for Teslas. Netflix down 2.1%. JP Morgan down 0.9%. Citigroup down 0.2%. Goldman Sachs bucking the trend up 1.1%. Bank of America down 0.4%. Wells Fargo up 0.4%. And Block... The artist formerly known as Square was down 4.8. Ford fell nearly 3% on the back of that news, cutting the price of the Mustang e-vehicle. General Motors down 4.4% as well. So nothing particularly in the garden was very rosy for US car makers last night. Nothing really on the economic front last night. Uh, Information, technology and communication services were amongst the biggest hits on the S&P 500. We do see some of the analysts talking about the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, which is on Tuesday and Wednesday, as I've said. Uh, Some of the analysts, BTIG's Jonathan 
Krinsky has said on Monday, the downside risk we see in the near term are some of the names that have seen the big squeezes, especially as we head into February. He says that the big winners so far in January are facing the most downside risks heading into the next month. We do have Apple numbers on Thursday as well. And uh, we are expecting, or the market does seem to be expecting, a revenue decline. The first year-over-year revenue decline since 2019's March quarter. Uh, Apple is expected to report just over $121 billion in revenue for the December quarter, which will be a slight decline from the $123.9 billion from a year ago. And Adani Group is planning to hire one of the big six accounting firms to assess its corporate governance and audit practices. Unfortunately, their 413-page rebuttal to Hindenburg didn't go down particularly well. In commodities overnight, we did see the US, uh, we saw Brent crude fall 1.6% at $1.36 and WTI US oil uh, down 2.2% at $1.76 to $77.92. Brent crude at $85 at the moment. Gold, surprisingly, only down 0.26%, $5.10 to 19.22. We did see the US dollar index perk up as well, up 0.34 of a percent. The Aussie dollar back down to 70.58. Bitcoin also tumbling back to 22,689 US dollars, a fun token there. So not uh, unsurprisingly, really, that gold held up as well as it did. Copper down 0.7%. Nickel was up 1.7%. Aluminium down 1.7%. Zinc down 0.3%. Lead down 1.9%. And tonne, a bit of a tumble for tonne, down 4.7%. Iron ore slightly better as China came back from their Lunar New Year celebrations, up half a percent. Dalian iron ore futures up 2.9%. Coal also better. And uranium a little bit higher must be the Rio capsule lolling about somewhere in Western Australia. 10-year yields in the US perked up a little bit, 2.8 points higher, 3.546. Aussies, 3.597. And US 10-year, two years, 4.242. Mining stocks overseas, BHP down 0.3 in ADRs. Rio down 0.85. Freeport McMoran down 1.8. Alcoa down 4.6. Tech up 1.1. Anglo down one, Glencore up 0.2, Vale down 0.8, and Arbomile in the lithium space, a bit of profit taking creeping in there, a few nerves, 3.5% easier. Hard to believe with all that negativity around that we are showing only 10 points down on the SPY, I suspect we may be a little bit lower than that today. In local news out this morning, Flight Centre out with some uh, quite a slew of news, uh, reported half-year revenue of a billion dollars that the market was going for around 933.8. So that is the good news. They're also in a trading halt. They are making an acquisition of a UK company, and they're also this company is called Scott Dunn for an enterprise value of around 211 million Aussie, and it's raising a placement, raising equity, 180 million dollar placement and an SPP at $14.60. Points bet out this morning is going to be a big dump, a big dump rather of quarterlies as of course they have to be in by the end of the month and this is the end of the month. Points bet and NBC Universal have amended their media services agreement and extended 
The partnership uh, and points better reported Q2 turnover 2.07 billion versus a year ago 1.33 billion. Of course, Super Bowl to come. Global Lithium Resources, GL1, which Macquarie is very keen on, has announced the drilling results for the Manor Lithium Project. And Gold Road out with their quarterly, guiding to FY23 production of 340 to 370,000 ounces and attributable all-in sustaining costs of 1540 to 1660 Aussie dollars an ounce. Bubs Australia has reported half-year gross revenue 37.9 million, gross revenue of 14.3 for the second quarter, 28% up year on year. Australia up 28%. International, including the US, up 26%. China still contributing 28% of quarterly sales. Panoramic Resources has reported Q2 concentrate shipments, 23,801 dry metric tons, up 48% quarter on port quarter. And Universal Store Holdings, a stock that uh, we held in the Ausbiz investment portfolio, and I was quite a big fan of, uh, which has been going quite well, has seen KKR, the barbarians, well and truly, not at the gate, but at the shop front, disclosing a 5.11% stake. And speculation that Helios shareholders are pressing companies to explore a tie-up with Australian clinical labs. We talked the other day in the newsletter about the SLU. I'm using SLU a lot today. Uh, the plethora of pathology labs around the place and how there needed to be some consolidation. Maybe this is the rumour that starts the avalanche in terms of uh, ACL with Helios looking for that tie-up. The Warrego takeover, long-fought battle uh, between Gina Reinhardt Strike Energy and also initially uh, from Kerry Stokes, uh, may be drawing to a close. Harvest Lane, uh, which is a fund, uh, has uh, previously committed their stake to Strike Energy's offer, but they have sold down most of their 3% stake in that one. In other news out this morning as well, uh, just uh, we are seeing, as I say, a huge amount of quarterly is dropping. Chalice Mining reports Q2 net cash used in operating activities of uh, a loss of 17.9 million. Nothing very exciting there. Frontier Digital Ventures uh, reports FY20, FY23 portfolio EBITDA of 5.8 million. Year ago, 1.9 million there. So that looks okay. Cash receipts, 16.2. We've also got um, BMX, uh, no, sorry, BWX, I'm thinking of Nicole Kidman and BMX Bandits. BWX has reported Q2 revenue of 38.1 million, significantly below company internal targets, and it has lowered FY guidance. So that's not good news for BWX. Uh, IGO has reported half year NPAT 591 million. Fact set uh, the market was going for 660.8. So uh, a little bit light on there, it looks like. That is about it so far today in terms of the announcements. Just having a little look. That is about it. So that's it from me today. Question of the day today is, after the article yesterday I wrote on the fine art of selling or to sell or not to sell, what are your best tips to sell a stock, whether it's in profit or a loss? What words of advice can you pass on to fellow members as far as the fine art of selling goes? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as we say always, 
May the trading gods go with you.